Hello, Goat Gabbers. Today isn't our usual day for releasing an episode of our podcast, but Cameron and I wanted to give you a bonus mini episode this week. We are thrilled to have Ken Feaster Etchison, the ADGA president and co-chair for the 2021 ADGA National Show, here with us to discuss the national show rules and the thought process behind those rules. We hope that this helps everybody have a little more understanding about what's going on with ADGA. We will have our regular podcast episode released on Tuesday. Never fear. Welcome back, Goat Gabbers, to an exciting uh, special episode, we'll call it, here of Goat Gab on the Edgar National Show. As always, I'm Cameron. And I'm Laura. Today we're joined by Ken Feaster Escheson. I think I said that right. Did I, Ken? You did. Yeah, good job. Okay. We are so excited to have him here. Um, as all of you, I'm sure, know, he's our current president of the American Dairy Good Association, and um, we're just really tickled to have him as a guest today. So thank you for saying yes, Ken. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Ken, I think, you know, the hot topic right now is the Edgar National Show. And correct me if I'm wrong, you are technically one of the co-chairs of the National Show, correct, as well? Correct. So let's talk a little bit about that. We've got some um, some questions here to ask about the National Show. As always, the National Show is the hot topic. People are very passionate about the National Show. People are passionate about their goats. They're passionate about the National Show. Um, and everybody wants to go in and be inclusive about it. However, due to the current nature in the world we live in today, the, the schedule kind of has been modified and the um, requirements that exhibitors have to go through have been modified as well. Do you kind of want to talk about that a little bit, about um, you know, some of those decisions that were made? Sure, sure. So, you know, as we know, um, the National Show is one of the highlights for the association and the members that I think in our annual meeting are either those are our two biggest functions. Um, last year, we didn't have a national show. You know, we were in the middle of the pandemic due to keeping staff safe, judges safe, members safe. Um, it was opted to not have a national show last year, which, of course, everyone was disappointed in, um, including myself. You know, I enjoy, you know, coming and watching when I can and attending when it's in my area. Um, when I became president this year and, and co-chaired the committee, my thought was instead of just because this was still in the middle of the pandemic, we were still, you know, in the height, things didn't look like they were changing. So my viewpoint was instead of canceling the show, what can we do to have a safe show? How can we do this and go forward and still have a, a sense of protecting our staff and our judges and our members? Um, so I had a, a task or a subcommittee formed to look at what kind of rules we would need to have in place to make this safe. And those were our original COVID rules. And those were sent to the board and the board approved those. So it was with the intent that we could loosen them up if needed. Um, but again, the ultimate goal was to keep members safe, which is why those, those rules were put, in, put into place. So how can we have a show? How can we do it safely and not have to cancel? Gotcha. I mean, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. Um, and, you know, obviously some of the rules were lifted recently, I would say within the last month-ish or so. Um, however, yep. the state of Kentucky is kind of opening back up again here. And some of the members, I guess, you know, obviously well, national shows look very different now than they did 10, 20 years ago because of the cry of social media. Obviously, there was the advent of, you know, kind of our listservs that we had and talk amongst those groups via email back in the early 2000s. 
now everything has kind of erupted onto a social media aspect here. With the kind of the discussions on social media and with the opening of the state of Kentucky, dropping the mask mandate and the attendance restrictions with other events, uh, what? why has the National Show Committee made the decision to continue with the mask, re- mask requirements and then refusing to allow spectators? Okay, so the revised rules, again, were approved by the board. They were sent to the, there was a postal ballot, and the board approved those. Um, so I think it's important to realize, yes, Kentucky right now is open. But if we look at, there is an update by Johns Hopkins University. The federal guidelines advise that states wait until they experience a downward trajectory of documented cases within a 14-day period before proceeding with the phased openings. While Kentucky is showing a decrease in COVID-19 cases, the following states are still showing increases. That's New Hampshire, Montana, Nevada, Wyoming, Utah, Missouri, New Mexico, Arkansas, um, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Mississippi, which equates to 20% in the country currently showing rises in COVID-19 cases. My biggest concern as chair is if we were to see if we take the rules out and make it back the way it's always been and we were to see an increase in cases and Kentucky started to tighten up again we could never put those rules back in place once they've been taken away this is a way we can ensure we can still have a national show and not have to cancel it if something were to happen and cases increased plain and simple so let me make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying. The concern is that that changing the rules and opening it up so that, um, as you said, it's business as usual, how we've done it before. Um, and then if Kentucky all of a sudden decided, wow, we want to shut this down, we're not going to let anybody in, let's say, from the state of Missouri, because I think last week they said that we were number three in the nation right now with COVID cases. Um if there, if Kentucky started putting restrictions on dropping specific states or requiring quarantines or so forth, we would be stuck with not being able to have a national show at all. We could be definitely, but if they even, you know, if they slightly start to tighten up, if we have restrictions in place and we have a protocol in place, the chances of us being able to continue are greater. I mean, if they come in and say we're not holding any big events, we're canceling them all, of course, Adgo would have to cancel the show. That's an extreme. My thought is, and the committee's thought was, how do we make sure we can still have a show if things start to look like they're getting a little more stricter? So along that, Ken, um, and again, I, I think everybody knows um, I am a candidate for being a board of director member, so I'm trying to learn as much of, about processes and so forth that I can. Um, I know some people on the board of directors have said that they didn't have, that they haven't had a chance to vote on this latest group of, of rules that came through that it was just kind of made. Is that, is that true? And is it typical that the national show committee can make rules that are not keeping in tradition with what we've always done and that the board of directors doesn't get a chance to vote on that? When the board voted to accept the lessening of the rules, it was with the consideration that we could still lighten them up. So the committee decided we could still do a little bit more lightening, make a little more member friendly, keep in contact or keep in um, thought of what the board was asking of. And that's what took place. 
if we were to say we're opening up everything completely, that I would want to take back to the board because, again, that goes against what the last board voted for, the last vote that the board took. So can we specifically talk a little bit about the no spectator rule? Um, it, I guess to me, as a healthcare person, you know, it, it seems to me like you could just do a, a simple temperature scan as people come in if they wanted to see. And it's not like as much as we would like to think thousands of people would come to see a national dairy goat show. I don't think that's going to happen. Not yet. <laughs> um, but um, can you talk a little bit specifically about the no spectators rule? Yeah. You know, the thought when that was passed was basically how do we have control of who's coming to the show? How do we know? And I don't mean control like we need to have our thumb on who's coming and going. The thought is, how do we have an idea of who these people are? Have they been through a temperature check? Do we have staffing? To I mean, you don't know when someone's you don't know when someone's going to be showing up. You know, if if someone comes to watch and it's in the middle of a show and our volunteers are busy and they're they're working. How do we know that they're going to get temp checked? How do we really manage people coming and going who aren't part of the show? We have no way, as a committee, we have no way to manage that. We do not have the staff to manage that. So that was the concern there. And I want to, I want to point out, too, these rules were only for this year. Only for this year. This isn't the new national show going forward. This was in a pandemic and coming out of a pandemic for 2021 only. This is not going forward. We're going to see these same rules in place. This was all of these changes were for this year. That's good to know. Um, my my question, I guess, is: um, Do you guys worry about it from like an event risk mitigation standpoint of to any taking liability if someone were to get COVID at the national show, or what's kind of the thought process behind mitigating as much risk as possible and mitigating as mitigating as much liability as possible there? For me, it's for safety. It's for personal safety. It's for our staff safety. It's for our, our, our employee safety. That is my ultimate thing. I'm not an attorney. You know, I've there's been discussion. You know, how much liability does ADGA have? I've heard both sides. I, I'm not an attorney, so I can't comment on that. Okay. I'm worried about personal safety. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I guess kind of my last my last question here is um. Talk about, I guess, the thought process behind the showing proof of a vaccination card. I know a lot of businesses around my area kind of have an honor system code in place there. What's the thought process behind that? And I know some people have mentioned it being about, not about safety, but about control. Can you kind of talk about that as well? Yeah. And, you know, no one's forcing anyone to show a vaccination card. No one. Basically, if you're willing to show a card, then you have you have more relaxed rules than someone who's unvaccinated. You know, we don't want to take a chance of someone coming in with COVID, spreading it through. So that's why the masks are for the non-vaccinated. And that's why, you know, we're going to know, be able to see by wristband if someone's okay not having a mask or someone has to have their mask. That's it. It's, it's a way because, again, we're volunteers and we don't have a huge staff. And how do you, if you see someone walking down you know, a corridor without a mask, how do we know if it's okay if they are or aren't? That's the whole reason behind it. 
So, you know, it's not to be controlling. It's not to, you know, I've been called some really ugly names over it. Um, and it's not mandatory. I mean, if you don't want to, if you don't want to show a vaccine card, you don't be vaccinated, that's your personal choice. And that's cool. But just know that there are rules in place for those who are unvaccinated. And even with states opening up, even here in Idaho, you know, if your vaccine stores will say, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you're not vaccinated, please have your mask. My job, I have to wear a mask every day, whether I'm vaccinated or not. You know, everyone coming in the door has to wear a mask anytime you're on the facility. So, and it's, Idaho's opened up as well, but there's still those mask requirements. This is a private event. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, I heard comments about, you know, Agri rules not following the facility rules. We've had national shows for years that have rules more stringent than the facility rules. You know, when it comes to cooking appliances and coffee pots and popcorn makers and you name it, you know, that don't even tie into what the facility itself is requiring. So that's a very common thing with a national show. That makes sense to me. I, you know, I do think it's important for people to realize too just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you're not still able to get COVID. Um, working in healthcare, I've seen lots of people that I've worked with that are fully vaccinated and have been vaccinated for a while. They wear masks at work. Um, they work in healthcare. They know about personal protective equipment and they've still gotten COVID despite. Now, granted, it's a much um, easier case. It's not it's not been a difficult, but they have tested positive to it. So I think, I think just having that magic vaccine card, people need to realize that's not, that's not saying that you're not going to get it. And it's not saying that you're not going to be able to carry it also. Right. And, you know, we are going to be in a facility with a lot of people, a lot of goats, people are in close quarters. When you're in the show ring, there's no way you can social distance in the show ring. You can, there's, with all those animals and all those exhibitors in the ring, it's going to be really difficult to have people six feet away from each other. And especially when judges have to go up and start handling animals and touching animals and feeling animals, you know, they're going to be right there pretty much face-to-face to exhibitors. That's the ultimate concern we have is how do we mitigate any risk or as much risk as we can? Obviously, you can't mitigate every risk, but how do we help reduce it? And it's for one year. It's just this year. One last question I do have is, is there any concern from a national standpoint of any other outside exhibitors coming in that might be on, on the venue at other type of shows or other type of things the Kentucky Event Center might have and coming in and, and visiting the barns? Or what type of system will we put in place for that? We actually have um, security from the um, facility that will be monitoring the doors. So when people come in, they'll have to have a wristband. So that's that's our way to mitigate that. Good to know. Ken, is there anything else that you that you would like to use this venue to say to um, potential national show exhibitors or uh, the dairy goat community in, in whole? Yeah, you know, I think it's important to realize we're all in this together. Um, you know, we we want to have a fun show. We all miss nationals. We want to have a fun show. Come have a good time. You know. It, will it be an inconvenience? Yeah, it will. I mean, it will. I'm not. I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat that. But it's a way for us to move forward for this year. Let's have a good time. Let's enjoy our goats. Let's not not bring drama into it. Let's just go have fun and remember why we're in this hobby to begin with. Why we're in this industry. 
I think that's a great way to sum it up. Ken, I, I thank you for your time and your candidness and your openness about this year. I know it's not been um, an easy road being both the president and the national show co-chair right now. So thank you for spending some time with us and coming on and talking about it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in Louisville then, Ken. Thank you again so very much. Yep. You guys take care. You too.